rapping like this. Make way for a CM rap on phonograph. No other half cozy like a bubble bath. Never said to be strange when I break and rearrange a weak cypher smoke and chunk change in the Poconos. Playing dominoes. Foes who rolls for the broken nose. Who's the boss? Not Tony Danza. A part so far, Lauren Green on Bonanza. Unforgettable is Matt King Cole. Rough like a rodeo. Hanging like a scarecrow. I get business and punch the realism. And just for the teacher or two to aquism. Gonna find the teacher like Frito Lays. You can't phase and roll like the craze. Cultivate the mind. Train it to teach, to write a book like Ezra Jock Keats, motivate the crowd, allow to get a response, catch the mood of ambiance, no wrangling brothers, want and barely, Alvin nearly, play like a damn ukulele, ahead of the class, so I'll break you like glass, have you open like a surgery bypass, Pete Rock and CEO smooth without a doubt, that's why we're all sold out. No one really asked for his return, Ty. No. We, we sat down and we just said, hey, you know I did it. Uh, what are you talking about? I didn't even ask for this shit. I, I, was do, I was enjoying my Sundays, my quiet Sundays in my house. I don't know what the hell you're doing. I think we can all agree that Sundays are a perfect time for relaxation and enjoyment of life. But we remembered that we, we, we decided to do this crusade to be the unofficial history of wrestling. So basically, you just remember that we're masochists is yes. what we are. I remembered that we, we, we do sometimes enjoy hurting ourselves, and this is a case of what happened this well, week. Well, after what the hell you put me through this week, I would have actually physically hurt myself. I would have just cut my freaking wrists off, because you just want to be the death of me. <laughs> it's true. I mean, before, before this pay-per-view, I was like, oh, we'll, just, we'll watch NWL Sold Out. It, it probably has some good laughs. Yeah, I thought it was going to be okay. I thought it was going to be funny and Okay like, at best. Yeah. And that's not what happened. What happened was a pay-per-view that I don't know if I can fully explain how much I hate it. I don't believe you. I think you knew how bad this was. And you just wanted to start it off with something bad. Like, very, very horrible. I don't believe you. I think this is whole this whole thing that you're pulling off right now is a facade. <laughs> Last episode... You just, you just wanted me to watch this shit so I could be angry. I called you in the middle of watching this. Le you called me and... You're and, I, and, I, and I told you, I don't know what the hell... I don't know, I don't know what you're doing to this to me. The last episode we did was Enter the White Castle of Fear. <sighs> and it was... It was a good... The problem with that was that was a really good pay-per-view. They tried with the pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, it had N a terrible NWO, gimmick. NWO sold out. They didn't, they try. didn't try. It didn't try. It's, it, it was WCW, NWO. It wasn't sold out. It was WCW, NWO cash grab. It was. <laughs> but that's actually a perfect way of cash grab. I... Let's even go back to, like, 1997. Think. You just came off the Starcade where... It's a pretty good damn Starcade. Starcade's never really Starcade was... That would be 96. 96. Yeah. So this was January in... Uh, 97. 97. So we, I think you were just beginning the whole like build-up of Sting to Starcade 97. Of course. He makes an appearance, I think, in this pay-per-view. I wasn't sure if it was Matt Farmer, the fake Sting, or the real Sting. It probably was. Because um, Eric Bischoff goes, that's our Stinger. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, is he your enemy? I don't even know what's going on in this pay-per-view. But at the time, the, the, a, a few weeks before, it was December 22nd, 1997. Mm -hmm. 1996. And they had decided, hey, we have an idea. Let's do an NWO Nitro. So midway through the episode of Nitro, it's three hours. They just take over the show and make it mon night NWO Nitro. NWO Nitro. And, they pres and literally, they 
take you through the arduous task of taking down everything in WWE and putting NWO stuff. See, that's fine. I would have enjoyed an NWO episode of Nitro. It was like you know, extreme. It was like I, extreme makeovers. I did, I did. Extreme house makeovers. <laughs> Monday Nitro. And, and NWO. It's NWO I for the WCW guy. <laughs> <laughs> NWO I for the WCW guy. Oh my lord! <laughs> I would watch that show in a heartbeat. It's not oh. as good as our as our shop Macho Madness. Mario, no, it's not. No, we're. I'm still. I still want to receive checks for those patents. I, I, I want those. I, I think people aren't giving us enough credit for Macho Madness, Mark. But I feel that there's a... But so, so yeah, I, I would have yeah. enjoyed an NWO episode of Nitro. That would, that's fine. You make me pay to watch three hours of that shit. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because with Nitro, it's like, okay, they did yeah. one episode, and then the next week we'll go back to normal. Uh-huh. You made me pay for this. <laughs> you made me pay... On Sunday night to watch three hours of that. On crap. that edition of Nitro, there's a, a a twenty minute segment, and I think Jericho references this in one of his books or in his documentary, where Hogan just gets two motorcycles. It's Eric Bischoff the whole NWO in the ring, and he's gifting in motorcycles, and talking about how much he loves him. It did, people hated that Nitro, so there was no reason to think, hey, maybe an NWO pay per view would work. Here's the thing. They thought, oh, we could be heels in wrestling world. Let's just be heels in real life, too. Let's make these people pay <laughs> to watch this happening. But you know what? If, if that was the psychology going into this pay-per-view or that Nitro, then bravo. You have made me hate the NWO ways I can never fucking fathom. I, oh my God. Eric Bischoff on this pay-per-view was truly the worst. Like, I've, ne- I've never heard of anyone so fucking smug in my life. <sighs> the opening, they're coming in. Oh. You know what, the opening was pretty all right. I like the opening. It was I very, the opening. It, it was very, uh, like, it's like gang. It's like, oh, let's they're, go. They're coming in on they're coming garbage, in fucking trucks, garbage trucks. You know? trucks. It's, it's, it's in black and white. You've got X-Pac going around yelling, look at me. So, like, okay, this is going to be an NWO pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. should be the opening. They call themselves scumbags. Ooh. And it. I always find it weird watching Eric Bischoff do the two-sweet sign. Because he's the last guy that should be doing a two-sweet sign thing. He's too corporate. No. That hair does not justify no, absolutely him doing not. He just puts on. He 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 take he makes he makes the girls take off his big coat because it's cold outside. They were in yeah. what? Uh, Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. yeah. They were in Cedar Rapids. It's fucking cold in there. Oh. He makes the he makes the girls take off his coat and then he puts on the black leather. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, now, now it's time for business. He's right? allowed to wear a leather. Just he can't wear long leather he, he inside. Can't wear, no, he can't. Well, it's ninety six, ninety seven. You got a whole bunch of things going on. You know, and school shootings and all. The that matrix hasn't happened yet, so no. it's not cool just yet. No, it's not cool. It, it's, just yet. it's just terrorizing. Yeah. Which I guess works. <laughs> it, it wasn't terror. It's, it's in it's in the character. It wasn't character. it wasn't as terrorizing as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> It was terrorizing nonetheless. I saw what you did there. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, wordplay is going to be a huge thing, I think, tonight. I don't know. But I, I, I like the opening promo where he's giving, like, kind of this, like, uh, big speech, the microphones at a podium. He's talking about this is going to change the world and stuff like that. You know, and I was like, this is cool. Like, this is kind of, a, I get what you're going for. Like, it's just pretty solid. But then I found out my commentary team is Eric Bischoff and Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Eric Bischoff on commentary is never fine. 
He's not very good. Never. He was Vern's last choice. <laughs> he was not his first choice. I don't know how. I don't know how the people like listen to him and be like, "Yeah, we want to listen to that for three hours yeah. straight." And 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 you tell Ted DiBiase did not give a fuck. Like he would say things that made no sense. He just didn't care about this pay per view at all. He should have just said. He should have just. He should have been Marshawn Lynch. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here for the money. I'm here so I won't get fined. Eric Bischoff arrives. He shows all the lovely ladies around. He welcomes us as they're gonna change the world. He's up there tonight. on the podium, like some horrible wrestling Hitler. It's terrible. With this propaganda. It's terrible. Oh my God! It's a propaganda. It's a propaganda pay per view. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's a propaganda pay per view. It was. Imagine. It's like Hitler's Olympics. <laughs> like when when Germany had the Olympics. And I Eddie, imagine Eddie, had... Eddie Guerrero was my Jesse Owens. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero was my Jesse Owens for this pay-per-view. We're gonna get we're, later. We're gonna get into with the matches, but right now, for everyone who's listening, you already know Eddie Guerrero is gonna be the Jesse Owens of this pay-per-view. Honestly, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! It's happening. <laughs> it, it was one of these things where, as I'm watching, I'm like, "There's no fucking." I want it to be good. I really did. But then when we get after they announce, they get the the, the three. There's three big screens. Mm -hmm. And like in fucking Star Trek, yeah. Hulk Hogan is in the middle, Hall is on that the right, Nash is on the left, and it looks like they're not even in the same room. No, like they all recorded their interactions no, separately. But they, but they they had okay, Scott, you look to the left, Nash looked to the right, and then Hogan's just there in the middle, just. <laughs> oh God! And they're cutting such like the weakest fucking promos in life. I looking back, like I don't give a fuck what anybody says now. Hindsight may be twenty twenty, but we all have to agree. Hogan's fucking terrible at this. He, well, we thought it was cool because it's just him being silly. He was just silly to me. He, he was, just was silly. a Batman sixty six villain. <laughs> he was a Batman. Yes, see, he was a Batman sixty six villain. He was fucking. He, he as was, I th I think he never knew what to actually say as a bad guy. Yeah. And he's just like. I don't know, he just blanked out and just like started writing like, oh, I'm just gonna say these cool things. He would, he started doing the Price is Right theme at some point. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> he is a Batman villain. I, I, he's a Batman villain. He's like... He's Cesar fucking Romero. Yeah. He's Cesar Romero. And it's like, it, 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 it fucks with me because... I don't even know how to deal with it. I still, I still like it. I still like Hogan, uh, Hollywood Hogan, because he was so silly, and I am a humongous fan of this. The silly. Made, this is not actually the silliest thing, or the most ridiculous thing I've seen him do as an NWO member. Remember when Wolfpack and Black and White came back together as mm, NWO? Yeah, yeah. Why did he like raid Conan's closet and have like the fucking? Oh, Conan had like the thermal flame. Yeah. Hogan had that. The fucking Fubu black. I, the fu I remember that. The Fubu black jeans. He was wearing the, Fubu. The fucking uh, the fucking winter hat, and he would just walk around like a cholo. I listen. The thing is that Ho I think Hogan got tanned so many times that he actually just became one of us. He yeah. just became. We just adopted him he, into he it. He just wanted to be Latino. Like that's all he wanted to be. I felt like this pay per view was lacking Conan. <laughs> I think Conan could have made this work. Listen, they could only put one Mexican over in this <laughs> fucking paper. Okay, they would only they would only put one Mexican over. Because Conan made the nitro. Table and to do it, they had to call him a loser and a Mexican jumping bait. Oh. But okay. Well, let's so get, let's get it. First match. So the WCW guys arrive. Guys like Ming show up. 
The Barbarian. Uh, Harlem Barbarian. Heat showed up. Yeah. Steve McMichael, Horseman. Uh, Arn Anderson, who was miserable. What's her face? Deborah. Deborah McMichael. And Arn Anderson, who cannot have been more miserable. Every Ralph, time they talk Ralph, to him. Ralph, never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Mongo. Steve Mongo McMichael. What can be said about Steve Mongo McMichael that has not, hasn't been said about every terrible wrestler? I don't think there's one athlete turned professional wrestler that I actually like. I don't think anyone's ever done Goldberg it. was like, okay. You got uh, this guy now from the primetime players who played uh, pro football as uh, well. Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, he's okay. He's damn good. He's okay, I like him. It's pretty good. Other than that, mm, no. We, we get into what I imagined was going to be a dream match, Chai. It was, you got Masahiro Chono. Masahiro Chono. Fresh off his New Japan. This guy is a fucking legend in Japan. Yeah. And you, him and Jericho are going to have a fucking, they're opening the show. Of course. What were your thoughts on this match? Solid match. I, I had I, like these good matches in this paper. You have to watch on mute because I don't want to hear Bischoff's, Bischoff's not calling fucking moves. I can't oh, do that anymore. Well, I wrote that in this interaction. I can't do that. Ted DiBiase asked him, "What does STS stand for?" Oh my lord! And Eric Bischoff said, "Motor oil." <laughs> and I wrote, "Isn't that is it STF or is it STL? That's the oil, the motor." I, I, I all I know is I wrote, I don't own a car. All I know I wrote. I hate this commentary. Too. I hate this commentary. Too. And it's not the first time I wrote this. No. It's, it's, I wrote it three sentences in to my notes. I was, like, I was like, so much is cool for this match, but yet it's like, you can only, it's like girls, it's like naked girls, right? But they're wrestling and shit. <laughs> it's sad that I, I couldn't really give a shit about this match. No. Like, it, they had a cool table spot. Yeah. And my exact reaction was, woo. <laughs> like, yay, they we're, did this. We're enjoying this now. We get, like, the NWO... This, this was Jericho when he was, like, face, and he did not want to be face. <laughs> he, like, he was just like, I, 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 I'm going to give Bear Valley's like, people. He's like, yay. He says it in the DVD. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give you 100%. Yay. And he said, you know what? He did. Well, yeah, Chono did. gave him nothing. <laughs> Chono didn't give him shit in this nope. match. You could tell he's on neutral. You could tell he doesn't want to fucking be there. And he's just there collecting checks, wearing NWO gear and that is I think that is the uh, that's the opening like thing for that's the, the pay-per-view the, that's, 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 that's giving you that's giving you the mindset of the pay-per-view right now which is like I said WCW NWO cash grab one of the things that Eric Bischoff prided himself on commentary was the innovative camera work and I felt like they invented the GoPro I thought it, I thought it was a drone you thought I it thought a it was a drone. No, we didn't I have thought, drones. I thought we were all going to forgive Obama right now and be like, okay, 96, 97. Okay, Clinton got the fucking drones now. Yeah. Clinton he's, got the drones. He's the one that put us where we're at yep, today. Yep, and he tested them out on wrestlers, and this is what happened. There's this <laughs> weird fisheye lens kind of camera on boom poles, and they're supposed to, like, get us closer to the action, but they're just distracting and disorienting. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they wanted to make it more gritty since it's a fucking NWO pay-per-view, but yeah. it did not look gritty at all. It just looked fucking sloppy as fuck. All I know is I watched this... It would have been better if it was an actual drone. I'll yeah. tell you that right like now. Like, it, it was actually flying around, you know what I mean? Flying through the crowd and yep. stuff. Like, the Revenant. Yes. Like there are plenty of things you can tell the Revenant there are drones. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I just recently saw that movie too, so it's like ah. Uh. I was just watching it the other night, and there are moments where like you can tell the quality of the picture changed. Like that's strong easy. Wasn't bad. I liked it. Good. I think Leonardo DiCaprio has a chance of winning the Oscar. I, I, I I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can't watch another ceremony after this if he doesn't win. I can't do it. I can't. That freaking performance. Are you insane. saying if DiCaprio loses, be riot? I'm not gonna riot. But they better if it when when I make it in Hollywood, they better not fucking nominate me for you, shit. You sure you don't want to riot? Because I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying things. I'm gonna say things. Ugh. He better have won by the time I get there. We'll see I'm what happens. That right now. <laughs> the most like the mafia kick is the finish, and Chono wins. The mafia kick, of course. And typical, it's my favorite kicks. Typical shit. Why is it called the mafia kick? Oh, they don't want to say yakuza. They don't want to say Yakuza kid. Yeah, but can. the Mafia, it's fine. No? Well, the Mafia, I think the Mafia tends to be a bit more lenient when mentioning them. Mm. I think the Yakuza wants no part of that shit. I think the Yakuza wants to stay secret. Oh, we don't want no resident. No. Which is so interesting. <laughs> Any other observations about the match type thing that you thought? Like I said, it was, a, it, was, it was a solid match, but it's like, you know, it could have been, there was, there should have been more spirit. Especially if you're opening up and it's Jericho and Chono, they're great and workers. If you're Chono, you know Jericho. Yeah. He was at he was at um, wrestling and romance. Wrestling and romance. You know you know him. You, you know see his are. work. Of you know course. also Dragon loves working with him. But at the same time, it's like you could be the you could be good friends. You could be the yeah. best workers to each other. But if your spirit and your energy is not there, of course and of course I'm pretty sure that Jericho knew that shit going yeah. in it. And you can tell at the end of the match, he was just so defeated. Like, he was just so... He was like, oh, NWO pay-per-view, this guy's part of the NWO. And Sean was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then, well, did we get our Nick first... Nick Patrick. All right, let's get to Nick Patrick. He's Nick the Patrick, only referee on his pay-per-view. Nick Patrick, as soon as I saw him in the first match, and I see that he's wearing NWO gear, I'm like, okay. I'm going to say this right now. He better not be refing the entire fucking pay-per-view. And what did you find? He is refing. The entire fucking pay-per-view. He is. The entire pay-per-view. He even goes to the back a few times, which I assume is to get water so, or life. So, here's the thing. If the referee isn't refereeing the entire pay-per-view, number one, that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. Number two, well, you're the referee, referee yeah. I, I, I ref uh, indies, uh, a couple of indie shows, and yeah, I refed whole shows before where they had like seven, eight matches. Those were not fun. I was exhausted. By match number six... I was telling people, yo, here's the shirt. <laughs> do, you do this for now. Uh, number one, he's refing the whole pay-per-view by himself. Number two, you're wearing NWO gear in a pay-per-view where it's all going to be NWO wrestlers. That's slapping me in the face. Like, you're going to tell me. That's basically you telling me at the beginning of the match. This is not going to go well. It's not going to be fair. You're not going to tell a story throughout any match. You're well, just going to say, this person is going to have a really bad time trying to win this match. <laughs> You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. Well, it's like, like Hogwild, um, before this, they had, then they were saying they were going to introduce the fourth man. And everyone thought it was going to be um, Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Yeah. He comes out and he shut him at, at, the end, at the end. Yeah. But no, at the moment, at that moment, Nick Patrick was already setting up a heel turn. He had already helped NWO win some other match. I never liked Nick. And, and no one ever thought, hey, maybe he's the fourth person. So, if you're gonna, if you're starting the NWO or starting a faction, you should always have a referee. You should always have. a That's referee. what I learned. I think that that's where the LWO went wrong. I think the Cruiserweights didn't have a referee. <laughs> they didn't have their own referee. You know, if the Nexus had a referee, they would have lost that. These factions, match. these fallen factions. 
all just needed a I mean, Ric Flair had a little an H. Yeah. You know what I mean? Charles yeah. Robinson would See? help him. R Flair knew what he was doing. Flair knew that if he's going to stay over in this business, he's going to have his he's own gonna rep. He's going to have his own rep. And he has and to look exactly like me. Exactly. <laughs> Which Charles Robinson has made a career out of being a little naked. Of course, and he's still ref until this day. God bless. That match ends, and what begins is what I describe as, what if your aunt all got drunk at Thanksgiving and started having a beauty pageant? Ah, oh, the Miss NWO beauty pageant. Can we talk about first the photo montage that they had at the beginning that looked like it came out of Ted Bundy's freaking bathroom basement Ugh. It, look, it looked like Ted Bundy, Hannibal Lecter, and the Joker, right? They all had a meeting. They all had a meeting. Like, we need every backwoods chick to give us photos. And, and that is exactly what they got. I'm watching Making a Murderer right now. <laughs> <laughs> and listen. Perfect. This is not to say anything about the backwoods of Wisconsin. But I felt at home watching now and then. I was <laughs> so like, you know bad. what? I'm like... I've seen you before. You're on Making a Murderer. <laughs> those pictures Listen. all came from America Undercover and HBO. Yeah, I felt like those were like crime scene photos. Yeah, those are photos like from before and after and shit. Like before she was murdered, after she was murdered. <laughs> that part is, there were one or two girls in that photo montage who should have been in that pageant. But what we got was terrible looking people. And listen, we're not gonna, we're not being chauvinistic. We just know... If you're gonna have a beauty pageant, these it's supposed to be based on beauty. These these women look like they do chili contests <laughs> on Main Street of every freaking town in America, and no, <laughs> they're they the people you see on Jerry Springer all the yes. time. There was one girl that doll was adorable. Was Vince Russo writing all this shit at this point? No, he was still no. in WWE. No, he hmm. was still in WWE. Hmm. You know, I kind of think that's what I kind of think that's why they got the job. I, I think I think he kind of looked at it and went, you know, Vince, it, they got missing the oil pageant. We got to get Sable on some handprint boobies. That was that stupid thing from the Royal Rumble, the whole bikini contest that yeah. freaking May Young won. Well, they reference like when they talk about like um like three years later yes let's do this now they talk about here they make a reference to the royal rumble in which they're like we don't give out free tickets here because the last word the royal rumble that month mm -hmm. that we had given down given out like twenty thousand free tickets god damn that's the whole garden time times were hard Jesus. <laughs> times were not looking good that's the entire Madison square garden Twenty yeah twenty thousand people yeah you can fit that there I wrote, I wrote down who the fuck is Jeff Katz, oh. and then I found out who the fuck Jeff Katz and was. And then I really, really, really wanted to punch Jeff Katz. Like, I wanted to punch him as soon as he was on screen. I was like, this guy looks like a douchebag. He sounds like a douchebag. Well, I want to fuck him up. Here's what happened. We're going to take a quick detour into the life of Rafael Martinez. <laughs> Here we go. I engaged in a back and forth with Major League Wrestling Radio. One of their guys, Dave Frazak, was talking about Jeff Katz, and Jeff Katz is a guy who ran the Wrestling Retribution Project. Mm -hmm. He did a Kickstarter for it, and he raised $100,000 off wrestling fans and friends Okay. to produce a, a season of wrestling programming, like 10 episodes and shit. Okay. So he makes the money. They film the episodes. He has Coke Banna, MVP. I think Kenny Omega might have been in there. Yes. I'm not sure. So he films it, and no one's ever seen a lick of it. It's like... Five years. So he raises $100,000 on a Kickstarter. Yep. Has people, not given people, anyone this People stuff. gave money for this shit. No and he has not released nothing. No DVDs. What I hate is that he actually did everything. Why the fuck are you not releasing shit? He's like, and apparently like, he was on an MLW radio show, one of them, mm -hmm. and 
I just put kind of disappointed in NLW for ha for giving Jeff Katz the airtime and not pressing him about the whole fucking thing. Like they 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 asked somebody, he gave a bullshit answer, and they kept talking about Star Wars. Which to me, I don't give a fuck about Star Wars at that moment. I've seen it, I like it. I don't give a fuck about his opinion on Star Wars. What I want to know is what happened to that hundred thousand dollar project? Where where are you these people getting their DVDs? Where's uh, here's the MP4s? Here's here's how society is right now. The society is the Republican debate. <laughs> okay, this is getting good. You're not going. You're not gonna get asked the questions that we want answered. No. You're gonna get asked bullshit like that. Like oh, how was Star Wars and shit? But no, you're not gonna be held accountable. No. For anything that you've done or anything that you've said before. No. So America I, is the Republican fucking debate. I get it back and forth with them about it. I told them I'm still a fan of your, your station, all the shows you got. I told them, but you could have pressed him a little bit. You could have held his ass to the fire. No. I mean, $100,000 is not chunk change. That's money. I think, I think, no, I think we live in a very uh, very uh, sensitive like time where people like, then people get afraid from asking questions. And they're like, no, fuck that shit. You got to ask questions. You things, Things... And particularly something regarding how do you, that how do, you, how do you solve anything? How do you solve any problem? This got, this got very serious. Wow, we really <laughs> this got really fucking serious. All because quickly. Jeff Katz is hosting a terrible misunderstanding of passion. Fucking Jeff Katz made me, made me go political. What, what Fuck was, that nigga. What was the, like, I'm just trying to figure out why was there a misunderstanding pageant? It, it, what was to gain? Who made the decision? To okay, Miss NWO pageant. Okay, you want to have a thing in between matches. Fine. Who really you gonna have fans like enter shit? Like what? You know what you could have done during that time? I don't know. Give me some video packages of WCW guys in the backstage locker room getting each other hyped for a pay per view match or for the next match or give me storylines of what's been happening. Why we're going? It's a cash grab. They're not interested in the stories, Ralph. You paid for it already. It's over. I, I, I just wanted them to care. It's horrible. I wanted them to care more. The crowd chanted boring to all of this. Yep. And Eric Bischoff laughing his ass off. Of course. The entire time. Because they all pay... They, they're in the arena. They paid their tickets already. Eric Bischoff is not a wrestling person. He is a businessman. Well, we continue our descent to mid-card hell. Here we go. As we get Big Boss Man... Or... Big, Big Bubba Rogers. Big Bubba Rogers. Versus Bill DeMott Hugh Morris. Oh, Hugh Morris. You're going to notice in these first few matches that our notes are very light because we so did not give a fuck about a lot of these matches. And that's a problem. Nick Patrick is still refing. <laughs> in case you were wondering. In case you forgot, Nick Patrick is still refing. It's a second match in, and he's still there. Big Bubba, you some chain. I like the chains, you know? I, I'm literally, I'm literally watching this match. I'm checking my phone at the same time, because it's like, I, I, no. I never liked Big Boss Man, and I never thought he was like that great of a worker. Uh, Bill DeMott is cool, I like him, he's alright, but like Big Boss Man, like, I've never seen a match where it's like, like there are very few matches I think. Bossman's I don't know, I don't know, I don't I don't know I don't know where he's like I don't know where he's I, sold. I Bossman is loved due to like, you know, the that yeah. generation. And I, and I think like a lot of the workers love him because he's like he's he takes care of your relationship. But good. if he's not that character, I don't know. Yeah, I think I liked him as the SWAT boss man. SWAT like, boss man than I That was good. Yeah. I thought he played that character very well. But him and NWO just there, I, I'm not giving my money for that. Absolutely not. 
A, a lot of the, I, I didn't find until the middle of the match. It's a Mexican death match? No. They didn't announce that. Not at all. It's it, it's in the commentary. It's not in the it's not in the rundown. No. <laughs> it was a Mexican death match. Since when I have no idea. So that's why chains were involved. When, uh, when I, I wrote chains used no DQ Eric and Ted no sell it. When then boss, I realized when bossman when bossman when bossman got on the motorcycle I Ooh. immediately I immediately went. I immediately went Dusty Rhodes. I'm like, he's got a bicycle. He's got a bicycle. And I'm like, he's, he's, he, he, he revs the engine. I'm like, oh, what is happening? What was it? Did he headbutt him while going 30 miles an hour? Hugh Morris is riding. Oh, no, no, Big Bo is riding Bo. towards him. And Hugh Morris just jumps towards him, pretending to get hit by the motorcycle. And this gets a huge laugh from one Eric Bischoff, who's so pleased with the level of wrestling he's providing the audience tonight. For whoever's listening to this, I'm just like shaking my head very slowly and disappointed, which is exactly the emotion it, I felt it, after I saw that. It was at this moment that I wrote, why did I pick this paper? <laughs> and I said that to myself after every match, man. I'm sorry. After every match. I'm, I'm cursing your name. <laughs> I've wished death upon you several times, but never on account of wrestling. On account of a wrestling pay per view like well, this. Well, I'm telling you now, based on the list of things we got to review, there'll be worse. I got dressed after the pay per view, and I had to go, I had to go get a cigarette. I had to smoke a cigarette after that pay per view. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was drinking Jameson, and I was like, this. How did it end? I don't even remember how this match ended. Well, the motorcycle, he hit him and that's it. Was it was the 10 count. Fucking... Because he, 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 he... I see that they're counting to 10 and I'm like, okay, wait. <coughs> In a regular match, if you're down and not getting up, a ref will count to 10. Yeah. Most kids don't know that because wrestling matches don't do that anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they're counting to 10 and I was like, okay, then that's it. Technically, every match is like a, is like a last man standing match. Yeah. But the thing is that both people have to be down for them to start counting. Yeah. And now one person, and I'm like, when he's counting to 10, I'm saying, when the fuck does, does, was this announced as a last man standing match? I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Mexican death match. He, he runs back into but the But Mexican ring. death match. Really? You, you can't do it. Really? Okay, now wait. No, no. Now I'm, more, now I'm more pissed off. You're going to call Eddie Guerrero a Mexican jumping beam. You're going to really belittle Mexican people. But you're going to glorify them at the same time and call your match Mexican death match. And the match did not contain not one fucking Mexican. It contained a guy who's racist towards um, Mexicans and Big Bubba. And Hugh Morris, who seems to beat up everyone. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> Nobody mentions that when Big Boss met, well, it was because it was the 80s. He had the Confederate flag on his uniform. Yeah. And then I see that now, I'm like... Oh, this character. Well, it goes back to when fucking we watched WrestleMania 7, which is our second episode. Yeah. And we hear Alex Trebek talk about Japs. <laughs> Japs are here. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
You know, like I had to listen to that episode again. I think I think I had. I didn't. I couldn't believe the amount of time Jabs came. Jabs, gooks, gooks. We had a discussion about like I've never laughed so hard recording a podcast ever in my life until the word gook came into play. Because because gooks hurt (laughs) when Camacho said gooks hurt. (sighs) But like I and then like the count all happens. I'm like, all right, so that's the end of the match. Okay, yeah, great. You know what happens right after that, Chai? More Miss NWL. I'm looking at my notes because I, I... Literally, I got drunk afterwards. I couldn't do it anymore. What I love is they now go to this thing where the... the they, you know three panel screens on top? Yeah. They're lit up now. And you can see and the shadows. See, but they're like... The screens are humongous. And the shadows are like ant size. What A are you doing? Dancing. You couldn't project that higher? You couldn't... You can't even like film something. No, they, instead. Here's the thing, girls dance. It looked like it looked like the contestants were dancing back there. That's what they the looked like. The dancing was terrible. <laughs> the dancing was so bad. It's white people in the nineties. It's drunk biker chicks. It's white people in, in the nineties. I don't think my the only white dance. person that could dance in the nineties was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Okay, I'll give you Patrick Swayze. And I think a little bit John Travolta because of Pulp Fiction. I'll give you John Travolta as well. It wasn't a... But we're in Iowa, so what the fuck are we talking exactly. about? Exactly. <laughs> Good point. But we're in Iowa. Oh. The internet was mentioned in, ni- in 1997. 1997. It's come a long way. This is when we had, like, these little pads that had, like, discs of AOL. And oh. it, it used to say, like, pow, and, like, right in front of it. And, like, oh, information, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, oh my god, we can read things. What I love is, like, they're so amazed by... Like, they ask these women these questions. But they all seem confused as to what's going on. They, they, there was no pre-interview. The, this was not scripted at all, which I hate. I like, I'm all for going off the cuff. But no, you don't do this. Not this is like not the this. pay-per-view you do this on. He asks his one girl... Was your best asset? Clearly hoping for the boobs or ass. Answer. Well, because he emphasized the word ass at. And you know what she says? Her feet. Her feet. <laughs> and then. And somewhere Quentin Tarantino got really happy. He's so fucking creepy, this fucking. What's his Jeff name? Jeff Katz is so Jeff creepy. Jeff Katz is so He's got the long creepy. leather coat on. He ends up. He looks like Bubba the Love Sponge. He hit. He he flirts with them every time, like, after he's like, oh, I'll have your number afterwards. Because I'm like. This is literally, like, this pay-per-view goes on, not this year, not even this year, maybe 2004 or five. this would have never gone on. And I think that's been my favorite part about doing this show, is going back and looking at some of the shit now in 2006, and us as, how as sensitive, grown men. How sensitive people are, and we were like, this... We would not be able to pull this. This off. would not fly today. Absolutely not. None of this shit would fly. If you're running a company, and I've said some shit on stage, that but I would never do what the fuck these people <sighs> are doing. It's just like so, and they're, and these ladies are clearly like they they're somebody's aunt. Mm-hmm. They're somebody's aunt. They're older. They're not that good looking. Yeah, I mean, you're making fun of them. You know, they're they definitely from the was, backwoods of Iowa. They could say they could say whatever the fuck they want about Vince hating Southern people. Bischoff exposed them, which is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, Vince decided not to even put them on air. Bischoff did it even worse. And I felt so bad for these women because they're put in a spot where it's like they're being made fun of. They're not. 
being, you know... But they probably don't even know. They're probably they, that they even, probably they're, no they're probably even that stupid to not even know that they're being exposed. And be honest, I wasn't even here the questions, to be honest. No. That's... No. Oh. I thought this paper was going to get better. But then Michael Wall Street walked out. Michael Wall Street. A.K.A. I forgot. I forgot he changed his name. I forgot that Wall Street was his name he when he was in He comes out movie. in these kind of like combat black pants and NWO shirt. Like, but if you're Michael Wall Street, why not come out what? and That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in the NWO, that's a completely different persona. You have to change your name. Hogan went from Hulk Hogan to Hollywood, to Hollywood Hogan. Bam. That's arrogant. Boom. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash didn't use their names in, in from WWE. Duh. Because of the whole copyrights right. bullshit. So they had their own real names. Use your real fucking name. Rotunda's dope. Rotunda. Yeah, I like it. Rotunda. And wear something that goes to your character being kind of business partner at Ted DiBiase. You couldn't have, they couldn't make an NWO suit. They couldn't make an NWO suit. A or, tie? Or have, or have a briefcase with the big fucking NWO. Nobody writes things. They just go. Take a shirt, go. Take a shirt, go. You're take NWO shirt, now. Go. Oh, do I have to change my name? No, no go. Take a shirt, go. And once again, the most lazy shit in the world. The, the B team players getting the B team theme. That's the most annoying fucking song in the world. I can't. Don't, cause I, I, I'm literally, I'm literally like halfway through the pay per view. I was like, you know what? The rest of the pay per view, I'm just gonna listen to Challenge Gambino on my iPod and just watch the wrestling, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> you probably did. You probably had much more fun time. I could literally hear anything else. But his opponent would be current horseman, or apparently horseman associate and future leader of NWO 2000, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Can we talk about that he's wearing the same fucking outfit that he always wears? <sighs> I'm pretty sure that Jeff Jarrett could have been easily one of, like, one of, the, one of the greats. I don't consider him that great. If he didn't, and have I think that, the reason is because of the outfit. It's the Colonel Sanders the, like, the um, Colonel Sanders Chippendales thing. <laughs> I, you know, what is with that problem. outfit, man? Here's the problem. It killed his career. It probably killed his wife. It probably killed his wife. I'm saying this right now. That outfit killed Jeff Jarrett's wife. That is bold. <laughs> killed his wife. That is bold. I'm so, she Sir, said, she said, that is bold. She said, fuck that outfit and She's then like, died. She's like, I'll go. I'll go. She Talia Sherry and Rocky please style. Please do not wear that outfit anymore. And then she died. And then his eventual costume are these weird short shorts that he ends up getting with these weird, like, 2000 That's fine. monochromatic pants. That's fine. That's fine. I liked it. But that fucking outfit had to go, man. <laughs> You know, that long hair he had, too, was just too much. It was, it was, it was... I don't know what the hell he was doing. At the time, it was like, nah. It was so Kentucky, it was annoying. It would have been fine if he had a mullet. If he had a mullet, if he would have turned that shit into a mullet, it would have been fine. Mullets do work if done correctly. Mm -mm. I thought this match was pretty solid. I, I you know, it was... Uh, good psychology, you know. It was just, like I said, everything is like so distracting. I tried to concentrate as much as I can with the wrestling. The, 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 this weird announcer thing keeps calling every WWE guy a loser. Yep. So the guys don't get their own, the WWE guys get no music. Get no music. They just get made fun. But then the NWO has the same music over and over and over again. It's a propaganda <sighs> thing for you. Any points in the match you want to discuss? Anything that stuck out to you? In terms of the work right here. Because we knew that we were going to get a solid match. I'm going to say this. Nick Patrick is still fucking refing. 
He's refing hard. Three matches. Not only is he refing hard, Jeff Jarrett's got um, Michael Wall Street in the um, figure four, and Nick Patrick is grabbing Michael Wall Street's hands and trying to pull him to the rope. Again, these people cannot tell stories with these fucking refs. With this ref. <laughs> what, is the, what is the point of any match right but now? But did you notice his little earring on his ear to make sure you knew he's a bad guy of course. now? And his hat backwards? Of course. Just Because you had to know. Just to make it a little bit more fucking they, sad. They cut to Arn. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson looks freaking sad. He's miserable. This guy's a legend in the NWA. And he was forced to watch this shit. Arn looked miserable as shit. I forgot who the hell he was sitting next to. He was sitting by himself at some point. Because he was with Mongo with Michael. I think Mongo just knew they get the hell out of there. I can't sit next to this guy. The match was solid. Yeah. Nothing there, special at all. Nothing about. special. But then... And I and I'm like waiting for it to f I'm waiting for it to end. I've never thought I was gonna say this, but God bless Steve McMichael who came with and a briefcase. Everybody with a briefcase. He hits Michael Wall Street. And stopped this whole facade that all the NWO was gonna bury everybody. Cause that's what I thought. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Jared gets the win. I thought, I thought they were going to give it to me later. I thought you're going to give me like four matches, five matches of NWO, of NWO just fucking up everybody. Third match and they did it. I'm like, oh, thank God. It's one of those things where it's like... Because it's like, I thought, cause I thought this was going to be like a three-hour burial of all the WCW people. It didn't turn out that way. Thank God. Because I thought, I was like, Jesus, three hours of just burying people. We buried Ronald Reagan faster than what the fuck we're burying these, uh, these WCW people. If you didn't enjoy that, Chai, I knew you were going to enjoy the senior division of the Miss NWO contest. The questions are getting worse. They're getting worse. What is, a, what is the part of a man that you, <laughs> that you prefer? I'm like, you're asking old ladies this question. They didn't even know. They were they were taken off by it. They couldn't even answer the question. They question. were like, <laughs> the save and us from that and was fucking cats. Jeff Cat's still the grossest man in. I wrestling. think Nick Patrick. If the if the pay per view wouldn't have Nick Patrick or Jeff Cats, I would have given it at least a try, and said that it was like okay. Yeah, that happened. But now I want to erase it out of my memory. I want to go. You know gonna I want to. I, I want to go Eternal Sunshine on me right now. You know who's gonna help you? Who's gonna make you forget everything? Please. Buff Bagwell, Please. Scotty Riggs. Yes, the bitch. Few, the few no one asked for. Yes, but I love this match. This match was great. Like I, don't, I didn't really get a lot of notes because I was amazed by the match. Because I am a mark for both of these motherfuckers. <laughs> what Marcus Bagwell does correctly as Buff Bagwell is he has this thing where he's taking off his jacket and he can't get out of it because his arms are so big. His arms are huge. And Nick Patrick tried to help him yep. get it out, but he's just so buff that he can't get out of his own jacket. Scotty Riggs makes me sad because Scotty Riggs was actually a decent worker. He had charisma and didn't. And after the whole American Males uh, fell through, he just. <laughs> He had, I thought he had a really good charisma, so I thought he could have done a few, he had a good look, you know what I mean? He could have been, he looked like a younger Mike Awesome, a Mike Awesome in better shape. Yeah, absolutely. Way better shape. But I'll tell you this much, Buzz Bagwell's arms were too big for that jacket, but his steroids were so strong, it sucked away some of his wrestling ability. Bam. Because there were moments where I'm like, Buff, you don't gotta do that. The sexual tension in this match was palpable. <laughs> the sexual tension. There was so much sexual tension between these two. I was, I, I was, I just wanted to end love. Because I, you, you, just wanted, you just wanted to hug it out. Like, mm, they were, they were former tag. They team. broke up. 
This was gonna be. This is the makeup. This sex. was the. Yes. They were gonna be do the makeup. The American sex. males are broken up. <laughs> Buff Bagwell joins the NWO. This was the time in any lifetime. Scotty Riggs gets Marty Jannettied. Well, he gets Marty Jannettied hard. He gets. I thought he, he doesn't get thrown into the into the barbershop window. He gets, he gets yeah. like shot through it like that. Yeah. This is also, they put him in a cannon and threw him into This is also the, the, de- the debut of the blockbuster from Buff Bagwell. Yes! He debuts the blockbuster that night, a fantastic finisher. But poor Scotty Riggs loses the match, and probably the rest of his career. They have to, you know, that's how tag teams are. You know, that if you're the, if you're the lesser, you're just going to have to work your way through that shit. Now, I thought we were safe from the Miss NWO pageant. But of course... We weren't. No, at this point, I already know that it's looming behind me. It comes. It's, it's like it's like it's, it's like a fucking shark. It just like it bites you. It leaves you alone for a little bit, and it comes in and bites you again. Yeah. <laughs> the local talents dancing on stage and Buff Bagwell dancing. They're dancing. I saw. I was like, oh, I know this was reminds me of. They dance like Ralph. This is how Ralph dances. You dance, dance like just like I them. Don't dance like Absolutely. I don't. You dance like old Midwestern chicks. I don't dance like that. Yeah, you do. That's not true. Absolutely. I, not no. You held that championship There's, for so long. Oh, and you, then you're still bitter. And then and the well, I, I have it now, so I can be bitter all I want with everything behind me. Well, listen. They dance like we, Ralph. I think we saw the worst so pairing on this pay per view. DDP and Scott Norton. Can we talk about the band? I have notes on the band. There's a band there. Talk, talk about the band. I was very excited for the band. First of all, Who's the band? The ba- I don't know who the band was. Maybe. I'm just glad that there was other music. <laughs> there, were, there were other music being played. Oh, than that beat team theme they beat going out. Uh, the band's there. Yeah. It's, I don't know who they are. It's like, it's like when you're in the desert and you finally hit water. I literally, like, I was on the floor, like, praying. I was praying. I was like, thank you for this blessing. There are instruments that are being played to another tune. (laughs) You know? And there's no awkward silences while I see the faces and the WCW people walk towards the ring. And Thank you. The the Miss and the ladies are dancing. And then then, uh, I had to close my eyes and just listen to the music. I was like, nope, stop it. Just, just give me other things. My other note, than that, my notes for DDP versus Scott Norton are simple. DDP had like this week, weeks prior, mm. pretending to join the NWO yeah. and diamond cutter everyone. I got, I got that out, out of that. Yeah. Now, never been a fan of Scott Norton. No, never been a fan of his work. His work is passable to me. He's, he's just annoying. Yeah, he's just like okay. He's Scott Norton. He's Scott Norton. A footnote in wrestling history. Not even a footnote. If your first name is not Jim. I don't really give a fuck about if your name is Norton or not. <laughs> or Norton from the Honeymooners. Okay. Hey. But what, what I love is you get, you get your fake Sting sighting, which I, I don't even know why he was there. Then, one of my favorite things about commentary in this match. This story is told about Scott Norton. Mm-hmm. Scott Norton was the doorman at Grandma B's, a restaurant. I don't if he's a frequent. And apparently, he was so good at what he did. People came and watched him doorman. He was drawing crowds even then, Chai. Those were the words of one Eric Bischoff. Fucking Scott Norton. <laughs> Not even DDP gets his fucking music. Yeah. I thought that was a travesty. What? I- Nick Patrick is still refing. At this point of the ma- at this point of the pay per view, I thought, okay, you know what? 
if they even bring in another ref right now, I'm going to be even more mad. Because it's like five matches in, you're going to switch to the ref now? No. Go fuck yourself. No. Give me them give me all night now. <laughs> what happens is the B squad of NWO, or the scum. The scum. Bagwell, Vincent, Michael Wall Street, Who Big else Bubba. Who there, Big Bubba? And those are the only four. There was, oh, uh, Virgil. Virgil. So sad. He comes out. The they, saddest wrestling story I've ever heard they, in my life. They also, Some wrestlers die and it's happy. He died in life. He died in life. And, and it's still and living. still living. a corpse. Oh my god. Jesus, that was deep. That was. I feel bad for him now. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I wish I could. They offer him a shirt. Dude, he puts it on. He high fives everyone. And then, you know, Diamond Cutters, Norton. Beats up everyone, runs away, takes off the shirt, and yep. Bug, Bug Bagwell tells him he's a marked man, and Bischoff is irate for the first time. Not he's about the, the quality of the pay-per-view, but he's mad about an NWO shirt ripping. Yep. This is what we had to deal with for three straight hours. Drone cra drone cams. Drone cams. <laughs> Listen, that cam Fucking only drone. got worse. It I don't know why do it, where's the production truck? They see it, and somebody decided, oh, that's fine. That's someone not doing their fucking job. Oh. I, this is where I got really noty, because these next three matches saved my fucking life. I want to say that I honestly don't know how the NWO maintained popularity after this fucking pay-per-view. I don't know how they were shoved down our throats this much, and we still... Like, we complain about wrestlers now being shoved down our throats. But it's like, we went through it in the 90s as well. I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear shit about Roman Reigns. WWE Reigns. literally gave you the network so you could see yeah. what you complain about now being done in the era apparently where you liked this shit. Where it was okay. Where it was okay for this to happen. It still happened. <laughs> oh. Every time somebody complains about something, I have to go back into the books. Bring up, bring up, and find out, and I find out where the hell this went wrong at this time. Where you you're bring saying. out this paper? Oh, 90s were better. Really? Look at this shit. Look at NWO set up nice and look what we're going through right now. You thought this was bad? Are you kidding me? I am dreaming. I'm dreaming for like anything in this era. I'm dreaming for any. I'm dreaming for uh. Any like people complain about fucking Roman Reigns now. I always liked Roman Reigns. I just think they needed to work on him a lot more before they even gave yeah. him the ball. But you give me Roman Reigns now After versus this? versus anybody, and it's a classic match every single time. Bro, it was the, it was the Outsiders versus Steiners. The first, the first, finally the, the original NWO. Yes, we finally get that. We finally the got one that. we like. The one we, we got. We, we got. We we scraped off the scum off this shit. Now we got some matches. Now we got there. some people that we could actually cheer for. Thank you. Hall starts with a series of knees to the midsection on Steiner. Duh. I thought Steiner looked fantastic. I thought this is pre him fully big. I his, he's, in his, he's in his prime now. Like he yeah. was like okay. He started off in. Uh, what was the fucking fed that he started off? I even forgot what it was. Was it the AWA? I think it was the AWA. Yeah. Then he got the the Razor Ramon gimmick in yeah. WWF. Now he's like he knows the business. He knows the the uh, the ethics and everything. Bam. Both Scots are fantastic in this match. Yes. Like both Steiner and Hall. Are I just look at so I good. look I look at Scott Steiner and I can't stop looking at Scott Steiner because it's like you used to look like this. <laughs> you used to look like this. Oh. 
Scott hits with this amazing belly to belly suplex that I really enjoy. Of course. NASA's the run in, plants Rick with DDT, New World Order clears the ring. It's just back in the ring, you got Rick versus Hall, mm -hmm. which that's a hell of a, a combination right there. He hits with a boot to the midsection in the corner. Rick turns things around, unloads some rights of his own. Rick with the big scoop slam, elbow drop. Rick was a guy who would take the small moves and make them feel important. Of course. That was the best part. Then you get Scott tags back in, and now Hall on the Nash tags yeah. in. And now you got these two. It's just like, you cannot get a, a more odd um, like style choice of Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner Scott having Steiner. to wrestle each other. Because one is tall as fuck. Mm -hmm. The other one is like built as fuck. So it's like, it, you might want to think that it's a little lanky, but somehow it's not that bad, mm -hmm. at least. It's odd, though. Like I, I, I want to get to the. I want to talk about the low blow, where Rick hits a low blow on Kevin Ash, mm -hmm. and I believe he dropped a fuck bomb on somebody on this one. Like I, because if your last name is Steiner, fuck bombs are. I think he told all to go fuck. Them. Yeah, fuck, fuck bombs are appropriate if you're a Steiner. Then the St Scott's tag back. In, yeah, of course. And it's on to the brick of dawn. Because I, I did like watching some of those WCW guys cheat a little bit because they knew where they were. They knew they needed some kind of advantage. They were in enemy territory. Yep. You know? Fucking everyone's in the ring at this point. It's clotheslines everywhere from Rick. It's just everyone's getting their laundry done today. And what I love is you get Rick's head on top rope. He nails the bulldog, the bulldog on Hall. Mm -hmm. Scott rolls on top. Randy, An Randy Anderson. Can we, can we talk about how... Were you pissed when Randy Anderson no, came? No, 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 no. The f <laughs> Nick Patrick has fallen. Yes. It is the mere destruction of Nick Patrick. Yes. And then Randy Anderson is the white horse. He comes down the hill with his awesome pants. Awesome pants. <laughs> he fucking slides into the ring, and I am witnessing what I can say is the Messiah. He saved us, Ralph. Yeah. He saved us. He saved Randy us Anderson. Everything. Randy Anderson should be inducted into the Hall of Fame Listen, just off this performance. Off that <laughs> mullet alone, he's got. <laughs> That mullet was so fucking banging. Nick Patrick's out. Randy Nick Anderson Patrick is in. living at this point. The Bulldog is hit. The Steiners win the and tag titles. And we have new tag outsiders. champions. And at this point, I was like, wow. NWO pay-per-view. And we're putting motherfuckers in WCW over. Yeah. That would be great if the next night on Nitro, the titles were taken away from them. Because which, Randy which, Anderson was on an NWO which, station. Which, of course, the internet is always a, you know, a gift and a curse. I'm reading up on the Steiners and shit, and I find that out. I'm like, this was for nothing. Randy Anderson was for nothing. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear shit. Nick, I like pa Nick Patrick is still alive. Nick, Nick Patrick, I, don't, like, I think they did that, that ref bump just for him to have at least two minutes of rest to lay down, to relax, to get some air. Because how many matches is this guy going to get? That's what I'm saying. Ugh. Horrible. His job got infinitely worse the next match. Well, it's a ladder match. What else can you do? You can stand outside, somebody grabs the ladder, ring the bell. Eddie Guerrero versus Six. Match of the night. Eddie Guerrero called Mexican Jumping Bean. Match of the night still. This match is actually on the ladder's DVD. Their best ladder match. Yeah, the time. it's one of the greatest. It's one of my favorites. I haven't... I've never picked... Uh, a favorite X-Pac match. I don't think I've, like... People say that whole... The first one against Razor Ramon is everybody's favorite. Yeah. That's my second favorite at this point. This is one of my favorites that he's done. At the time, Eddie is the United States champion. 
for some reason, Sean Waltman has the belt. He yeah. stole it. Because that's what the NW do. Everyone does. They just steal your belts. They steal your belts. No matter who the champion is. Of course. It's tough to spend it up. And the, the attacks that go on between these two, you can they, they, they work so well together. But of course, I had to big up Sean Waltman's apparent karate background. Of course. Which I never... Bischoff, and of course, Bischoff had one, so he had to really jerk him off on that one. The, the, the <laughs> kung fu jerk-offs. The kung fu jerk-offs. Right now, the Japanese and the Chinese are be like, I don't know what they're doing. At some point, Six was going for a tilt-a-whirl for a counter, but Eddie sold an elbow. Yeah. And yup, they repeat, they repeat the spot for the correction. Of course. They redo it again. Because they're workers. That's what workers do. You didn't do the, you didn't do the spot off in the first time. Reset, do a tie-up, and do it again. This Eddie Guerrero throws him over the top rope out the ring, but I know everyone in the Scotty Riggs Buff Bagwell match some reason, Bishop goes, that's a disqualification. Referencing the old Bill, Bill, Bill Watts, Watts. NWA rules. Yeah, Bill Watts. Over I just noticed that right now. I just remember that. I'm like, it's, first of all, it's a ladder match. Second, it's a fucking NWO pay-per-view. You really want to enforce rules? You made the rules. You made them up. Oh, they made them up, bro. They can go back to Bill Watts if they want to. They're the NWO. Six, six is a really nice super they can, they can be all the badasses they want, but... Please do not throw us over the top rope, please. Don't do that ever again. Bill Watts at home, not happy seeing what he saw. <laughs> He's These like, bitches complained the entire time I was there. And Hogan fucked it up for him. Oh. Hogan came in and was like, I'm not working for Bill Watts, fuck that nigga. I don't think anyone should work for Bill Watts. It sounds really dangerous. Guerrero pulls all, pulls six back onto the apron, but he gets nailed the midsection. Like I love that spot. That's his underrated spot. Yeah. When you pull a guy onto the like apron and get nailed for it, I feel like a lot of those those spots don't get done a lot anymore. A lot of, like I feel like they're little things that help tell the story of a struggle in the match. They're starting to like a lot of things are done by the apron now. Like Roman Reigns has his kick. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, Kevin Steen, he oh, he's always he's always power bombing people on that fucking apron, which oh, is yeah. oh my god, it's horrible. <sighs> but to our eyes, it's amazing. Oh. Let's see. I want to get some of the ladder spots. They try to redo the whole Sean uh, Razor from uh, WrestleMania Ten. <laughs> X Pac is on the top of the freaking ladder. I think Eddie moves out of the way. Yeah. Classic. You get the. Six Rams Eddie with the ladder, squashing in between the ladder and the ring apron, which I always love those spots. They play a tug of war with the ladder, which yeah. I thought was adorable. <laughs> it's like, yes, we're in camp. This is NWO WCW camp. Oh, Guerrero gets reversed with the Irish whip and he goes crashing into the Damn, ladder. Yeah, that one was dope as well. That, you know, he nailed it hard enough that he takes the ladder down on him as he goes down. Like, it falls on him. Six places the ladder across his chest and stomps away. <laughs> Six presses the Guerrero into the air, landing on top of the ladder. Yep. You know, like these guys were just fantastic. Like I think, this we got a superplex, which I'm always yes. Fine. I'm always X Pac does the freaking Bronco Buster on this guy, and it looks very insulting as usual. He's like he's not even like putting effort in. He's just like slowly doing it. Like yeah, I'm grinding my dick on his face right now. <laughs> it all comes to a head as they both start climbing, and they both grab the belt. Eddie nails six with the belt, claiming possession of the belt at 13 minutes and 47 seconds. That was pretty nice. Like, I, I the like belt, the belt falls and Eddie immediately grabs it and Nick Patrick goes, No! 
I like the spot of him hitting the guy with the, with the belt. That's always, yeah. I think it's one of those things where, once again, you're in NWO territory. You got, and Bischoff is crying foul that one of his guys got hit with the belt. And he's already, he, he's, a, he's got a list of things he's, he's got issues with. Bischoff is just. He's going to walk into the office tomorrow. He's just apparently. channeling his Bill Watts. He's got tape, apparently. He's going to bring the tape down and with the tag team titles back and the U.S. title back. He's, he's claiming conspiracy. He's claiming everything, which he knows he has the power to even to change anything anyway. I, I would have enjoyed watching a Making a Murderer documentary on that. On, ma- on <laughs> Making a Murderer with Eric Bischoff. Just with what Making he a booker. Off. Making a booker. Making Ugh. a booker. And we were, at oh. this point, we find out who won Mrs. NWL. And that was this... That really, fat bitch. That really big lady. That fat bitch. The one who was... I think every these. chick there was big. Mind two, you, two I love big ones. chicks, but you're a big chick guy. These you were big chicks. these were horrible looking fucking big chicks. You're you're a big chick guy. You've always been a big chick guy. Which I, so I like. Then, it. I'm a big chick guy. So then, <laughs> I don't know none of these bitches' names. That's why I'm calling them bitches. <laughs> they all look either drunk or high or not knowing they what the looked, fuck's going they on. They look. They look. They look drunk and drunk and drunk. Fuck Bischoff's conspiracy. We're going to get into the bottom of this. I'm pretty sure that WCW and NWO... No, not WCW, but NWO... We get this on record. NWO was part of a human trafficking scheme. And they got these bitches from the backwoods. These people have no families, not whatsoever. They were probably... They're orphans. They were probably old prostitutes that used to stop in fucking truck stands. And they got them all, racked them up, put them in a truck, and drove them to Iowa. They dressed them up in biker gear, put them on top of bikes, drugged them up, and they had the patch. None of them knew what the fuck to say. None, all of them looked horrible. They were dancing like Ralph, and you dance like you're fucking drugged up. <laughs> I think, I, I think I have something going here. So you're, I want to see if I want to get this right here. You're accusing one of the biggest bookers of the 90s of a company that changed the way we do pro wrestling today, of human trafficking for a terrible pay-per-view? Yep. And why am I not shocked that this could be possible? Exactly. And that's wrestling for you. That is wrestling for you. Chai, it was time for our main event. It was the Giant versus Hogan for the world title. Hogan comes out with the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Can we say that we should forgive Hogan for, he's any, by for, black guys. For, uh, for any racial things that he said because he's surrounded by black guys. Now, they threw in Virgil in there because Virgil is the only black member of the NWO and he's yes. sick and tired of he- <laughs> hanging out with all these tanned up white dudes. Like, nah, man, Daz Cowboys is coming. I'm going to hang out with my niggas. Let's do this. What I find so interesting about <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys with Hogan that Hogan kiss is odd. Once again, a goofy promo on the PA system. He's really proud of it. Of course. He's he's Cesar Romero. He's you know what? Like he's just so Joker weird. does that shit to Batman all the time. I feel like Hulk Hogan did it retroactively. Cause he knew someday I'd be here. Disappointed, angry, upset, frustrated. Like, my dad walked out on me. <laughs> And I'm not that disappointed as I it's am so bad. in this. <laughs> this is terrible. 
His, I swear to God, you watch the NW Revolution documentary and they talk about how he just goes all Memphis on shit. And I, I feel for Hall and Nash because they have to somehow get him to a place where he understands what he's doing. He's a puppet. I think he's a puppet. It was like I think imagine. I think I think Hogan was just the president of the United States. I don't know if Hogan was. And if we trouble. and if we debunk this human trafficking scheme, we could really bring it all home. Yeah, <laughs> Hogan's gonna come out and confess. We're gonna forgive him. I'm like I was a puppet in this whole scheme. I think I might want to forgive him. At <laughs> the end of the day, I always forgive Hogan. I always forgive him. We always find we always find. But he can never be involved in wrestling ever again. Yes, he can be involved in other things, just not wrestling. He just cannot be. He cannot. He cannot hold the reins in anything. He, he, I, I have no problem with him going to the BET Awards. <laughs> I have no problem with him going to the NAACP Spirit Awards. Spirit Awards. But I just don't want him at wrestling. No, I don't care what he does. Just don't be at wrestling. He can watch the entire season of Roots. He'd be fine. But Dallas Cowboys are there. So the Dallas Cowboys are with him and, and Virgil. And Virgil. They threw Virgil in there just to give him more black people. Can't forget, because you know what? If you're going to walk the Dallas Cowboys, they're clearly all black. All you're going to need as many black people as you can. They didn't get Troy Aikman. They didn't get none of those people. They got, I, I think you they, should get Troy. They, no. No. You give, me all yeah. the, give me all the offensive and defensive line. They're all black. Let's do this. I feel like football. They should have got Emmett Smith. I'm sorry. They should have got Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith? Part of the human trafficking stuff. He's in the back helping him load him in. He's loading him in. Motherfucker. He's the bouncer. You're going to destroy Emmett Smith and his <laughs> legacy. Yep. I'm defending a Dallas Cowboy. That's when you know it's important. You know what, John? As, a Giants, as a Giants fan. I'm telling you right now, he was in on it. It was an inside job. Loose chain for man. Honestly, oh, listen. If this, if this goes back to the Dallas Cowboys and they fucking like completely like get destroyed on the scheme of things, you know what? Fine. Eric Cartman's dad. Us and the, the us and the Redskins are gonna be. Happy. Eric Cartman's dad's Denver Bronco. Dallas Cowboys and human trafficking. Human trafficking. Oh my god. And Tom Brady's not really. What man. have we done with this podcast? We we listen. We've taken it from reviewing wrestling to taking down to taking down to taking down empires. Now, does anyone remember the time the Giant was an NWO member? Because I had to be reminded. Yeah. He was the first guy kicked out the group, and that was pretty much it. Then he rejoined. And then he rejoined, and then like. Then he got angry. In, 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 in typical WCW fashion, you join the NWO for a month, uh, then you come back, then you know. You get a, it's a leave of absence. It's a leave of absence. Could you leave a, a leave Take a leave of absence, you know, you gotta go. You gotta, you gotta go handle shit. <coughs> and you come back a couple of months later. Uh, I want to run this match down for Vader. Do it. And feel free to jump in any moment. You got more notes about the match than I do. I have the little things that piss me off because that's, well, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sure we're going to find something here. Hogan throws the first punch and rakes the eyes. Mm-hmm. Giant comes back with some nasty chops, forcing Hogan to run outside the ring for a breather and chasing. Of Ho- course. Hogan nails Giant coming back to the ring and hammers away with rights. Hogan with a, si- with a series of boosts to the midsection, a favorite amongst wrestlers. A favorite. And more roundhouse rights. I swear to God, that's what they were. Iron Trip is reversed. Hogan with a diving clothesline takes down the Giant. The Giant pops back up through, kicks away at Hogan. Giant rams Hogan into the buckles and dumps him out the ring as weakly as he possibly can. Because heavens forbid he breaks his hip again. 
Hogan fights back with an eye rake. His favorite his heel His favorite move. move. No, his favorite move is like the back rake. The back rake is Which, his shit. Like and he did it as well. I like the back rake. I like when my girlfriend breaks my back. I'm so sorry, Christina. Christina, I'm so sorry. You're listening to this right now. I'm so sorry. One day we're going to get her on this podcast talk wrestling. Oh, my God. I want, I want, I want for somebody that's worse than this. And there is. There's you're gonna have her. You're gonna make her sit through a worse pay per view than this. Yeah. I thought you hated me. Just you really just, hate. Your I just girlfriend. want her opinion. I just want her you opinion. Really hate your girlfriend. The giant fights off the attacks of Hogan and some black guy. And some black. Guy. I'm pretty sure it one was, of the Dallas Cowboys. It, it probably was or Vincent. I don't know at this point. There's one of. Back in the ring, Hogan remains in control. Giant no sells now, which is the typical giant move. They they blow a slam attempt. Hogan, to his credit, tries to make it look like he's going for a small package as the giant powers him off the ground. Hogan doing a small package is, like, extraordinary. I don't think a man his size can do a small package. <laughs> the giant with a giant elbow drop. They were really impressed by this. See, I loved but it. But no mouse. I loved, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved it when he did that shit. I was like, this motherfucker's seven foot tall. At that point, he wasn't 500 pounds, but he was big. This nigga is jumping off the damn turn, uh, top turnbuckle and hitting an elbow. Hogan rolls back out the ring for another Roadrunner imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, it's his fucking uh, this thing. It's Benny Hill music going around. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god! Can we cut? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a hold of that and and do a video cut to it. This time Hogan throws powder in your face. A a classic heel maneuver. I forgot that even happened. It happened. Giant selling a back break is pathetic. Yeah. Hogan chokes the Giant and gets away with it very much. The Giant continues to sell to no sell. Rams Hogan into the canvas. Bishop and DiBiase verbally blow Hogan Hall match. Of course. Irish whip. Giant connects with a backbreaker. Snap him like a Slim Jim. Wait. Wrong old fart. That was turfed up from the WWF. <laughs> The giant heads up to the top rope, seriously, and misses another elbow This is what happens. Hogan slowly covers for a two count, chin lock. Hogan really busting out the wrestling for this match. Yep. Irish whip, Hogan goes for the big foot. Giant won't go down though. No. He won't do it. Hogan, another eye rake. And giant clearly assists Hogan for a slam. <laughs> Patrick counts two, claims Hogan kicked out at two, which is bullshit. Obviously, Hogan isn't getting up here. Again. He's just not the, doing this, it. This is the main event. What the fuck are you doing? He Nick goes... Patrick. Giant goes to Patrick, plants him with a choke slam. Of course. And who runs to the ring? Good old Buff Bagwell. And he gets a choke slam. Bischoff has a guitar, hands it to Hogan. Giant choke slams Vincent. He choke slams Mike Rotunda. He choke slams Big Bubba. <laughs> Hogan plays... <laughs> I can't even... You're, you're dying at this point. You're just fucking dying. Dust comes flying out, and as it finally explodes... I feel like we're in a script read, right? And the script is utter shit. <laughs> and you have this long-ass monologue going on right now that you can't even fucking fathom. No, no bell is called for. It's a no contest at ten minutes. I don't understand. Hogan spray this point. does the spray paint thing as the crowd chants we want Sting. At least the giant doesn't have to lay around like a hog wild. Where he laid around for 10 minutes being hit with a belt. What a way to end the pay-per-view. The best part of this main event is after it was after the main event was done, Hogan is just it goes, it cuts to black as Hogan is just strumming his fucking belt as a guitar. 
With his fucking arrogant ass face. My, my thing is, there are 40 guys, right, in the crowd for WCW. And not one of these Not one of these. They didn't think about not one him. thing. They get on Anderson to get a referee in there. They just said, we're just doing this. Nobody fucking interfere. This is how it's going. Anybody interferes, they're fucking fired. We're just going to blow everything up. And we're just going to go over in the end. I don't give a fuck how many belts we're going to give you. We're going to take them back the next day anyway, so who gives a shit? Oh, my Were God. Any did, any, did, did Eddie lose the belt as well? Uh, like, got, around... Uh, huh? I, I, think, I think he called it on for a little bit. Okay. Tyler, any moments you'd like to recap in that main event? Fuck things it. you thought, things you wrote down, things you believed, felt... It's like I can't say anything. At this point when I was watching, it's like I can't say anything if it ends this way because it's like this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was just going to be a humongous burial of WCW people. And that if it didn't end in a, if it didn't end in a in like a legitimate fashion like in a in a count, then it would be fine because it's an NWO pay-per-view and that's how they end their shit. And it's a typical WCW ending anyway cuz WCW is Humongously famous for how they end their pay per views. It's the you know ridiculousness. Try out of four turnbuckles. How would you give this pay per view? This give I give this pay per view. <sighs> no turnbuckles. I I I I, don't I give know. this pay. I have to give this pay per view something. I can't just give it anything. I can't I'm just give it, it a one. I'm giving it a one. I thought this would be enjoyable of how bad it was, but I'm giving it a one. I'm giving it one Mexican jumping bean. That's what I'm giving it. That's my statement. You're giving it Eddie Guerrero. I'm giving it a Mexican jumping bean. Oh. <laughs> would you recommend someone this pay-per-view? Like, would you recommend... Like, I you recommend this pay-per-view highly, though. <laughs> I fucking highly recommend this pay-per-view. Highly recommend If someone asked you, Chai, should I watch Soul You should definitely watch Soul Down 97. Here's what it is. Get yourself a bottle of Jameson, a pack of cigarettes, and watch Soul Down 97. First of all, you're going to need the Jameson throughout the pay-per-view, and then you're going to need several cigarettes after the fucking pay-per-view. Because that's what the fuck happened to me. <sighs> I, I and, 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 and if you love... Creepy fucking photo montages of murdered, pe murdered people. <laughs> Possibly murdered people. Possibly murdered people. You're gonna love this fucking paper. These were suspects from making a murderer. Oh, and we're gonna give you our fucking emails. Because if you also think that this whole pay-per-view was a cons was going throughout human trafficking, then you need to contact us. We need to talk hit to me you. At, hit me up at Hey, It's That Ralph. Anybody in the FBI, anybody in the FBI that has a tip about this, I think we got it. I'm on Twitter, the anti-nerd says. Hit me my email, HeyIt'sThatRalph at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Chinanigans. Hit me up on Instagram if you even have these pictures. Send them to me. Because <laughs> I, think, I think we are on to something. And Emmett Smith is involved. Emmett Smith is involved. <laughs> He's the only black cowboy that was not you there. Know, you know, when is when is the Bill Cosby show mom gonna come out for Emmett Smith? Yeah. Alright? Exactly. She came out for Bill Cosby. Where's her love for Emmett Smith and his human trafficking? You from? know what? I think uh, I think we're I think we're onto something, like you said. I, 
I feel like if looking in God, I wish this pay-per-view was in 2015 and not 96. Looking 96. in hindsight of this pay-per-view, it's like, I, I can't argue with it because at the time, the end of the day was the hottest thing you got. Exactly. And you're thinking, all right, how can we expand the brand? How can we... But none of this was entertaining for anyone but the NWO. But the NWO. And they made it clear. Yeah. They like, made it clear. And we they, fell for it. They gave no shit. We fell for it. They These, gave no shit. That arena was not empty. That arena was full and people paid to see that shit. What were the pay-per-view buy, buys for this shit? We have to look that up. Oh, let's look that up let's right look now. That up. The pay-per-view buyers. Let's end it with that shit. So that could be, that's, that'll be the last joke. PPV buy rates. NWL sold out. All right, you're already looking it up, so go. Ugh. Because I, I need to know. I, just, I need to know. All right. I, oh, wow. I think I found something. Who's your MVP of the pay-per-view? Uh, my MVP of the pay-per-view is Randy Anderson. Randy Anderson is the MVP of the pay-per-view. You know, I can't argue No, with I give it to Eddie. Eddie fucking, like, I, I, it looked like Eddie was actually, like, pissed off about his entrance. I don't know, his face, you looked, know? His face did not look like he, he was pissed off, like, how he usually is pissed off in his character. He was not happy at all. And happy. for him to win that match at the end of it, I was like, thank God. All right, I found it. Okay. This pay-per-view did 170,000 buys. Now, comparing that to Starcade the month before, 345,000 buys. So, at that least, it was the at lowest least, yeah. buy rate of the year. Is that it, it made less than half of what the Starcade made. Like, and you're only is, you're only as good as your uh, as your last pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the and the thing is they really thought that this was, it, it, it was and this totally killed any momentum of doing an NWO centric show. Nope. Which they really wanted Thunder to then turn into a, a NWO show. Yeah. Look, no. Because it, the, I think the idea of the NWO taking over is a fun idea in theory, but not in practice. No. You always want the fear to be there and kind of the what if, but you don't want to see it. I don't think fans really want to see the because. DDP got one of the loudest pops when he fought the NWO. That's what I'm saying. It's like they would have done a, a, a Monday Night Show just dedicated. Like the NWO just came in and fucked their shit up. Yeah. Which they did originally. Which is pretty solid until you have a 20-minute segment you got, where you're giving Hogan motorcycles. You got, you got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio and throwing him through a freaking uh, trailer. Yeah. You got... Uh, Hogan spitting at the Monday Nitro uh, logo thing. Yeah. And he's just there. Here's the NWO. Yeah. One of my favorite things that's ever been done on wrestling television. <laughs> I and would... that was fucking fun. But then, here's the thing. You're only as good as the last thing you did. And then they always have to go hot higher. And it's always going to bite them in the ass. Like, the, when the time took over Nitro on December 22nd, that could have worked. Yeah. If you didn't have a 22-minute segment. About Hogan getting a motorcycle. And the stretch limousine, this limousine was huge. It had no top on it, it had a hot tub of two Nitro girls in it, it had a guy cooking and a guy waiting to serve him champagne. This was the stuff they spent money on. Yeah. And this then. Is, this, is had, Ted, this is Ted Turner just. You had 15 minutes of them taking out those signs, putting NWO signs up. The only thing that made it worth watching was Conan jumping around going nuts. That was the the the, 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 December, December, the December 22nd yeah. one. I, well, since I, 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 I use your net, since I use your network, you'll see it on the of continue course. watch. 
<laughs> and I am gonna continue watching that shit. Ah, well, try. We survived, sold out. Oh god, we sold out hard. But next week we're guilty as charged as we go well, into the land of extreme. Well, I, I, I think the evidence is on the table. We can't, we can't fight this one. We're fucking uh, guilty. Next week will be ECW living guilty as charged ninety nine, where. Who's the main event of that? I don't know. Uh, I want to be surprised. You're surprised? Yeah, right. I want to be surprised. You. Good. You guys go watch it. Meet us here next week. Ugh. I'm, I'm really here. Just press the stop button, motherfucker.